Hello, and welcome back to Better Money by Elements Financial, your favorite credit union. My name is Miranda Finley, and I'm your host. And today we have our producer with us, Abby Askew. Hey, Abby. Hi. And today uh, we also have a very special guest. And so before I introduce the guest, I'll leave you guys in suspense a little bit. We're going to talk about financial challenges today. So um, if you're heading out of 2021 and into 2022 renewed with a new sense of purpose and some new financial goals, that's awesome. Pat yourself on the back. You get a gold star. And in that, you might have created some financial challenges or kind of tightened the belt a little bit. Um, And so today we have with us, um, fun fact, our longest term employee at Elements. Uh, She started when she was five. Is that right? It's like six. I want to introduce Don Hardwick to you. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Hey, Don. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. You did a financial challenge a couple of years ago, right? Yes, I did. And uh, listeners at home, you might not want to try this at home. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. maybe do. Yeah, but maybe do. It's a little extreme. A little but extreme. Don, tell us about the no spend month that you did. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't a planned thing. This is the crazy thing. So it was um, part of my job is to create topics for financial wellness. And I was tasked with creating a budget class. And it's January. Usually that's when I bulk up on things for the year. You know, I buy all the toilet paper, all the paper towels, all the things you're going to need for the year. And I decided early in that month that I was going to go on a no spend January. Literally no spend. So what does that mean? Yeah, you're going to have to break that down. What does no spend mean? (laughs) Well, hang on. So before we do that, what made you feel like you had to do this? So as I'm creating the topic, you know, for budgeting and creating the content, um, I wanted to come from a place of integrity. And I thought, if I'm going to ask people to do these things, I want to give them some examples of maybe some extremity, you know, something pretty extreme that they can maybe try or maybe try a portion of. Mm. And I thought, you know what, it'll be a good example that I can try knowing I'm probably going to fail at some point, right, Um, that I can try and then I would be in a better position to kind of talk about it because I've been through it. Yeah, walk the talk. Like it. Yeah. Walk the talk. And coming into the beginning of the year, do you feel like a lot of people do towards the the holiday season and kind of getting out of that where you are a little bit overextended and you kind of just want to hit the reset button? Absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, people do New Year's resolutions. It's usually to get in better shape or lose weight or to handle their finances. And I think that's kind of where that came from. Definitely. So now Abby's question, what rules did you set for yourself when you say no spend? Do you literally mean no spend? Yeah, I just hoarded my paychecks and it was a <laughs> lovely month, you know. No, not at all. So the, the obvious things, I should have stated that, right? I had to pay my mortgage and my car mm. payment and my utilities. That's good. Yep. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so my no spend, I should have said no discretionary spending. Oh, okay. So oh, okay. I didn't, well, I'll take this a little step further. I bought gas uh-huh. and paid my bills mm-hmm. and that was, that was it. So okay. I didn't go out to eat with friends. I didn't go to the grocery store. Yeah. That's Whoa. crazy. Yeah. A month. Wow. That's like some intense control that you have over yourself. Yeah. And if I remember at the time, um, Kroger is your grocery store of choice, right? Oh, Here yes. in central Indiana. Correct. And Kroger has a specialty cheese shop that I'm pretty sure the attendant knew Dawn's name <laughs> at the time. Yes. She was this lovely gal that she would not, it was like, you know, from Cheers, like, you know, I can think of the guys. Everybody that. knows Dawn's yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of doing that in my head. Yeah. Because there were new cheeses and they were from all 
all over the world, and they were not cheap. Right. right. So you found yourself spending a ton of money. Crazy so when you amount. decided not to go to the grocery store, you were just really pulling pulling that temptation right out from under you, right? I cried a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we, we decided no cheese. No cheese. What else were you not spending money on? Um, groceries. I mean, so okay. I passed this Kroger twice a day going to work, oh, passing gosh. it and coming Ugh. back. And and it's just like, come visit Temptation. me. Temptation. And I just, I had to stick with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't. And, and the, I think the weird thing is you, you have food at home, right? But it's like women looking in their closet and they have a full closet of clothes and they have nothing to wear. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, I think, what we do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then did you just get really creative with what you had in the freezer and what you had in the pantry? I did. And so, yeah, that you make a good point. So what's in the refrigerator? What's in the freezer? What's in the pantry? I do remember teaching this class and somebody raised their hand. And they're like, I bet you really stocked up in December. Oh, did you cheat it? I, I love that question. I was like, I love this question so much. I'm like, no, I legit made the point January, January 2 or 3, whatever it was, to, to, to make this challenge. So I didn't have an opportunity to hoard these things and then try to yeah, yeah. kind of, kind of play stock the up game on those a little things. bit. Correct. Yeah, right, right. yeah, definitely. And when you're talking about stocking up on things, there's yeah. an emotional component to me. So for me, when I stock up on things, that provides me with some financial stability and feeling like... I have a little bit more security um, because I have everything I need. And the past couple of years, we've definitely seen that on display with maybe not always being able to find or get the things that we need, like toilet paper. So was there an emotional component that you found like in the years previous that you had to stocking up (laughs) and just having so much in your pantry, in your freezer, toilet paper, all of those things? Yeah, I, re- I remember the blizzard of, what, 77. I was there, right? And so oh, boy. The legend. The, yeah. the le- I mean, people were, you know, stuck at work for days. And, and there's a thing with, I'm going to run out of toilet paper. I'm going to run out of this. So I think some of that, yeah, has been built up over the years and watching how my parents, you know, did things and, and, and had excess of mm-hmm. things. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it affected me quite a bit. Yeah, and absolutely. I don't know about you, Abby, but when it comes to how your parents handle finances, that dramatically affected, as I got into adulthood, how I handled finances. Did you find that too? Oh, yeah. I thought credit cards were just monopoly money. So <laughs> that was a lesson to learn. But <laughs> but anyway. Definitely, definitely. So there was an emotional component into that. Thanks for admitting that. I feel like that is definitely relatable. So I also know during this time, not only did you decide not to to spend a ton of money um, or actually spend any discretionary money, but you also got rid of a crazy amount of things, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> How many things did you get rid of? So I had been watching, I think her name is Maria Kondo, and she does uh-huh. this purge and, yes. you know, is giving joy, joy <laughs> sparking joy or not. And it, it sparked inspiration in me. So I just started looking around, and it's not like I have an excess of things that are visible, you know, but just too much stuff that I didn't want. And and I thought, I'm going to just start with 25 items. Can I get rid of 25 items? Seems reasonable. Yeah. Right? So 25 turned into 50 to 100, and I think it was like 1,100-something items. And it's not like I get rid of like 20 hangers, and I counted those as 20 items. That was one item. So I had stuff in excess to get rid of. And so 
you know, that's another thing. I'm I'm buying and I'm purging and I'm buying and I'm purging. Okay, so let me let me just get this straight. So not <laughs> only did you not spend money on discretionary items, you ate the food you already owned in your pantry, freezer, refrigerator, whatever. You also got rid of a thousand items from your home wild. that were just like excess things that you had never or didn't use or didn't need. Yeah. I mean, woo. Yeah. Wow. Yes. That is some determination. So how did you feel? <laughs> I will tell you, like, the, you know, you get this high from buying things. I got equally that high from purging things. It got exciting to me to how many more things can I get rid of? And it made me more conscious of the next things I was going to buy because mm. is this going to be in the purge list a year later? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that thought process. So. I, I tend to have a thought process. Um, it drives my husband crazy where if I'm in a store, I will put something in the cart and just see if it belongs to me. <laughs> um, so I'll ask myself, like, is this something I actually need, um, even though I didn't know it existed five minutes ago and it's just really cute? Um, is it something that's going to help me towards my financial goals? Um, and usually by the time I get to the checkout, I go and put the item back. So it drives him crazy because we have to zigzag all over the store putting things back that I thought that I wanted. Um, but I love that forward thought process that you not only considered the fact that it was worth it for you not to spend money in the moment, but that if you are going to spend money, being more conscious of how you're spending that money moving forward. So as we kind of look at that, well, number one, I want to know, did you cheat? I was afraid you are going to ask that question. Oh, no. <laughs> so What'd I did on t- two things. One was a, a new cord for my iPhone, oh, well. the charging cord. I mean, that to me was kind of a necessity. Yeah. We'll give it a pass. Yeah, yeah. We'll that's get a okay. pass on that one. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And then at the time, we were still going in the office every day, and my flat iron broke. Oh, well. But I didn't go on Amazon or just buy something expensive. I went to TJ Maxx, and I spent fourteen ninety nine on uh, something that was going to do the job. Wow. So I spent under 30 bucks. I would say. In one month. You spent $30. Plus my bills that I already have. Right, right, yes. right. Pay all uh-huh. your bills. You got to keep your credit in check. Got to get gas in my yes, car. But yes, yes, yes. Okay. So that I failed twice. Okay. okay. I don't, I'm the, I mean, for sure, pass on those. Like, yeah. I well, don't and that how is. did you feel when you did yeah. that? Did, were you disappointed or were you like, nope, this is the way the cookie crumbles. It's part of it. So part of this class that I was preparing for, I know I, I knew I needed to build that in, but I wasn't prepared for that. Right. Mm-hmm. I knew I needed to do it. But then again, walking the walking the talk. So um, I, I did it. I knew I had to do it. I just thought back and then got right back on track. OK. OK. So you didn't let that those like two little things blow you off of what your goal was for the month. Well, and I went to TJ Maxx. Right. Let's be real. That was dumb on my part. Right. I mean, so <laughs> I yes. that was a lot of self-discipline. Yes. Just like, where's right. the Right. Got to have blinders <laughs> on. I don't want to look at any of these other things that I don't need. That's but I didn't advice. know I needed. So, right. yeah, I, uh, yeah, I have the utmost respect for you. That was so, intentional there. Yeah. <laughs> in, in talking about that, though, so like in walking to TJ Maxx, what were some things that you did to set yourself up for success? So you said you drove by Kroger twice a day. Yeah. Did you just deflect your eyes? Did you take a different way to work? Like if, if <laughs> okay. grocery spending was your vice and and what were some other vices that you had and how did you avoid those? Oh, so I'm a social butterfly and I have FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out on things. And I had to say no to some friends. Uh, that was hard. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That was hard. I like to do all the things. And if I don't get to do something and I see pictures on social media, I, the fear of missing out just 
Mm-hmm. It's yeah, too much. It's so tough to feel left out. I, I kind of told people what, what I was doing so that they would mm. not stop inviting me. You know, I wanted to, to get those invites in February. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And how did those conversations go? Did they look at, like, at you like you had three heads? Oh, for sure. <laughs> they they think I'm crazy anyway because I just love finances. But um, they've seen me and all the crazy spending. And I mean, we've been friends for decades. So yeah, so they, they understood that, like, hey, Don's doing something, and like, there's going to be some outcome from this. But like, like we just got to let her do her thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, that was it. Yeah. So that money, I'm guessing, I'm guessing you saved a good amount of money from not spending anything for the month. So what did you do with that money that you saved? Yeah, so I love this so much. Um, I, I actually put more money in my 401k. Which is one of those things that you never think about. Um, You don't really want to do because you don't get that instant gratification. Mm -hmm. But I was able to increase my amount quite a bit, my percentage quite a bit. That was fun. Um, I was able to get any credit card debt, little, paid off. It wasn't a whole lot, right? But uh, that was some changes that I made. Yeah, Yeah, that's amazing. So you were very intentional with the money that you saved from the month. You had a plan for it. You you made sure you saved it and did something specific with that money. So it wasn't just like, hey, I've saved $1,000 this month. So next month, I get to go buy all the things I didn't want to buy. Well, one of my favorite things is when, like, if I I, I don't shop at Kohl's regularly because you spend $20, but you save $200. (laughs) And and rem- Miranda, I, I remember a conversation that we had. You have definitely nailed me on this a couple May times. May I share yes. this? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. So poor Go Miranda, I, <laughs> I burst her little bubble, but she came to me super excited one day at work and said, Dawn, I'm dying to tell you, guess what? Last year, I saved $268, yeah, something, something like, like that, that. From, you know, from Kroger. And but like super with the Kroger excited. card? With the Kroger card. Yeah, yeah just right? like the rewards card. All you have to do is put in your phone number. That's it, right? They don't run your credit. It's not a credit card rewards program. It's just like a store loyalty card. It blew my mind. Right. Like and then on bucks. your receipt, it said like for the year you've saved 268 Yeah, I so thought it was a rock star. I know. Honestly. And I was so excited for you. And, and then I burst her bubble. <laughs> and so I said, that's fantastic. What did you do with that $268? So that's part of the intentionality of it is yeah. – you pay off a debt, you're saving money somewhere. You're not really saving unless you're taking that money, that coupon money. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not saving right. a dollar if you're not putting that dollar somewhere. Right. Ooh, okay. So it's the tough. intentionality behind all of this is like very important when it comes to doing financial challenges or even like setting budgets like we were talking about last week. Like all of that, you have to be make very specific decisions about what you want to do with this money that you're saving. And, and you did that with this no spend month. And I think like so many times and, you know, we learn about different financial, you know, budgeting and so forth. And it's just at such a high level. But I think these are the conversations that we need to have with people and and with ourselves and and being more intentional. Absolutely. So we're a couple years out from this challenge that you did. What were your takeaways? Like, how would you encourage people to do something like you did? Yeah. So I, you know, for me, it was a little different. Um, I was living on my own. And so it's real easy when you're single to try to find positive ramen. You go back to college, basically. (laughs) How did I do this in college? I made it work. Macaroni and cheese, you know, made it happen. Um, But I understand that people have spouses and children. And so my point with this and why I did this was to inspire people not to do it exactly, but to incorporate a few things to be intentional. So maybe it's um, no entertainment January. We mm. do entertainment at home mm. or no eating out January or only ordering water. Mm. Those types of things. Just 
don't do exactly what I did because you're probably not going to be able to do it if you have families. And and I think my stating that when I was presenting helped people go, okay, I don't have to be crazy Dawn. Right. Right. Yeah, because what you did is kind of extreme, right? Absolutely. And she has tons of years of experience in order to kind of build into this. And like she said, she had plenty. You know, you weren't going to starve, right? And you no. had plenty of things to entertain yourself, to eat. And so I, I love that you made that point that if you can just take away one part of it and, and do one small piece of it, maybe instead of going out to eat three times a week, you go out to eat once a week, those incremental changes are going to make a huge difference overall. As long as you're intentional about where that money goes, right? Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing uh, the financial challenge you did. I do want to ask just a little bit about where you are financially because we love to glean the wisdom from Don Hardwick. <laughs> yes. Um, so just a little bit about you. Um, what was your first way that you earned money, like when you started to really learn the concept of money? Earning money long, long, long time ago. My first job, I was I worked at a card shop in a mall in Greenwood, Indiana. Oh, yes. That just speaks to you because Donna's like so sentimental. I can see her helping people pick out the perfect cards for every occasion. And she's still like a a big card giver. After everything, there's a thank you card that she mailed like three days before the thing happened. (laughs) Um, So a card shop. and, And how old were you? 17. 17. Awesome. So coming into adulthood, like you knew what it was like to receive paychecks. When you started to get your paychecks, were you a saver or were you a spender? I spent all of it. And I had a blast. (laughs) Had a blast. I bought things. I I worked at a card shop. So I had cards. I'm not I'm not exaggerating for the next 10 years. (laughs) I told you. I told you. She loves cards. So there's a, you know, a bit of you know, saving up mm-hmm. things. Well, that that still kind of <laughs> speaks to what we just talked about, where you have all of these items that you can just continue to use, even if you, so you don't have to buy them. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm, I'm beginning to connect the dots here a little bit about Dawn's history and this no spend month. Yes. I'm opening all up to you people. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> financial habits are habitual, definitely. Yes, for sure. Um, so, It's our job here at Elements and our hope at Elements that we can help you achieve financial success. And financial success can look different to everyone. And it can look different at different points in your life. So what does financial success mean to you today? And what has it meant to you historically? So historically, when I started out, I remember buying my first home. I was 23 years old. And my realtor asked me, how much can you put on a down payment? Didn't even know what that meant, right? Mm. And I said, I don't want 50 bucks. I really didn't have a frame (laughs) of reference to know. And I had some credit card debt, and I had to post-date six months of checks back in the day. This was 1991 to pay off that credit card debt. What are checks? What are checks? (laughs) That right there is something. But 31 years, y'all. Yes. And I post-dated these checks because in the six months of these post-dated checks, that debt would be paid off. And the mortgage company was okay with giving me the loan. That's amazing. So I got a roommate at the time. And that started me on like, oh, I can really do more with this money. I failed a lot. I bartended for years. I paid off that first home in nine years. What? That's amazing. thought that was great, right? But then I went into what everybody does, that kind of life creep or when you Uh get a pay raise, you buy more things. So I bought a nicer home. Then I had to decorate it nicer. Mm -hmm. And, And so I will tell you, 31 years at Elements has taught me a lot, but I am not perfect. And it's a constant, constant check in with me, constantly checking in, making sure I'm on track, um, you know, January just hit and, and here we are in a new year and I have to look back at last year and what did I do well and what 
did I fail on miserably? Mm, that, that reflection, though, that is key. Yes. Yeah. Key. Yeah. And those honest conversations, just being like, yes. if you can't be honest with yourself, who can you be honest with? Right. It's True. tough conversations and a little bit of tough love sometimes, um, but definitely worth it. So financial success in your 20s meant to you being able to buy a home. And pay it and off. And then paying yeah. it off. That's amazing. That's yes. incredible. Um, but then it kind of morphed into other things along uh, along the way. What does it mean to you now? Like, do you want to buy a bigger house? Do you want to decorate it fancier? Like, what's going on? So my fiance and I, he has a home that's a rental property uh-huh. that he owns. And then we live in my home. And we originally had this goal of paying both these homes off. What kind of money would that, you know, bring yeah. in? And we've decided differently and say, you know, let's just keep paying our mortgages because home values are improving and yep. increasing. So now we really want to sell both of our homes and buy a not a tiny home, but a smaller home with okay. the, just the few things that we need on a nice property and travel in our van. We just bought a van that we're oh. converting for camping. Wow. Going on adventures. Okay. And, and so financial success to me looks like just debt-free, enjoying life and working because I want to, not because I need to or have yeah. to. I and it sounds so very much. experimental or experiential. So like yes. you want you bought this van so you can go travel and like live life. So right. when you're in your 20s it was like let me buy a big house so let me keep buying things yep. for this house and now you're like D- like house what? Do I need it? I purchased 1100 items. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. So you've definitely shifted Absolutely. that mindset over the years. Yes. And it's yeah. Huh. I love that. Yeah. So it sounds like you have just been able to give us a ton of excellent, just top-notch financial advice. But I know that you've been doing this for a long time. What's some of the best financial advice you've ever received that you would love to pass along to the listeners? Yeah. So a gal that I worked with uh, when I first started at the credit union, I was twenty-two, just turned 22 years old. And she was my age now. So she mm-hmm. was you know, someone I looked up to, mentored. And she told me some advice that at the time I needed to hear. There was two pieces. One was, I know you're not going to love it now, but invest in your 401k. Mm. Invest. And back then, there wasn't really a matching component with Mm -hmm. a lot of companies. But I didn't know what it meant. But she told me to do it. I respected her. I did it. And the other thing that she told me, she said that when she got married to her husband, her husband said, you can buy anything that you want as long as you can pay the bill in full when it comes. Ooh. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So that's something now. I haven't always Wait, followed hang on. that. In full. We have to pay it in full. In full. That's the goal? That's the goal. Okay. So it's really not about what you can afford. It's about what you want to pay off. <laughs> or what you've saved for. Yeah. And instead of it's so easy with credit to just buy, 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 and we right. can all be, you know, like rock stars. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's so easy to become rock stars. And so it kind of keeps me in check a little bit. Okay. I love that. Yeah. So you can have whatever you want mm-hmm. as long as you can pay the bill in full when it comes. Yeah. Okay. I love that. That is excellent advice. And I think that is a great place to end this. Yes. Dawn, thank you so much for being here and Absolutely. sharing all of your wisdom. I hope that this has encouraged you to look at your finances, maybe set some goals for yourself, look over your budget, and maybe, just maybe, challenge yourself. It doesn't have to be as crazy as what Dawn did. Nope. A no-spend month is definitely at the far end of the spectrum. But if you can cut just one thing out, if you can avoid the Kroger, the Target, the TJ Maxx, the Amazon, whatever it is that's your vice, if you can avoid that for an entire month, 
write in and let us know. Tell us how it's going. You can reach us at bettermoney at elements.org. Thank you so much and have a great day.